Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Entrepreneur Rush. Today, we're going to be talking about good ideas. How do you generate them? What do you do once you have them? How do you make sure they're good? Yeah, can't wait for it. Super excited. I mean, a lot of people have great ideas, and then they don't know how to execute upon them. On the other half, you have people that are great at executing, but they don't know how to generate good ideas. I think today, what would be cool to talk about is sort of both sides of that coin, but also really diving into the whole is generating good ideas a matter of luck? Is it a matter of an innate skill? Is it hard work? Is it a combination? And, and what can you sort of do to put yourself in a position where you generate great ideas? What do you think? Is it a combination? Is it one of the ones you mentioned? I definitely think there are several elements to it. I think certain people are more creative. Certain people are more accustomed to reading people and seeing trends. So obviously there's a skill element to it. We see this in that a lot of successful businesses keep reading new innovative ideas. But I also think it's hard work. I mean, I've experienced this myself. I work a lot with idea generation. You know, it's it's a state of mind. It's a, the ability to address problems, to look at what's going on in society and envisioning what problems or opportunities that creates. You know, if, if we're seeing an increase in electric cars, what problems will that create? What opportunities might that create? And then sort of attacking it that way. So, so you know, hard work, state of mind. But obviously there is an element of being good at it and just finding that, you know, natural. So it's skill and uh, mindset or hard work, in your opinion. Right. It reminds me of, of that rap song with like, it's a certain percent of skill, a certain, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. But Fort Minor, <laughs> Fort Minor. Right, Fort Minor. Absolutely. You know, there's just so much to it. But, but what I do want to emphasize is that even if you're not innately amazing at generating good ideas, there's still hope. And even further, if you feel like you're not good, that might simply be that you're not in the right state of mind. So... Give it a shot. Challenge yourself. Even if you don't come up with the greatest idea of all time, you will have evolved and you'll realize that innovation is is not just a thing that comes naturally. It's something that you foster and it's something that you really work on building. Yeah, I love it, Emil. Super interesting. But let's say you don't have this mindset yet, right? How concrete, how do you concretely uh, change it? How do you concretely get the skill, get the mindset? Because obviously, you know, other skills are very easy to teach, right? You how to use Audition, for example, how to use uh, Photoshop. You know, you can sit down, there's tutorials. But with an idea, it's much more abstract. How do you make sure you learn that? Right. I love this question. It's, it's super interesting and it's something that people do not talk about a lot. I feel like the people that are innovative, they like to keep it to themselves. <laughs> and sort of the other half sort of excuses their lack of innovation by, you know, I'm just not good at it. I'm not born with it. So how do you teach this skill? What can you do to become more innovative? What can you do to create more, you know, great ideas, great businesses? I think, first of all, you work on your state of mind. So you start looking at things that are happening in society. We talked about it briefly before, right? But you look at if something is becoming more popular, you start asking questions. What kind of problems will that create? What is going to happen off of that? What kind of you know, difficulties will come, you know, are we going to need more, we have electric cars, right? Are we going to need more stations? Ah, yes, we are. Well, what kind of business ideas revolve around that? Okay, what what difficulties could we be having with more stations? And, and that way you will sort of put yourself in a state of mind by asking questions continuously. And you'll notice that one day you're under the shower and you feel like, you know, you had an epiphany out of nowhere and you have this great idea. And while it might seem random, it's not. It's because you asked those questions earlier. So something that we keep coming back to, right? University is all about learning and asking questions. Do you see that as a valid way to learn this mindset, to practice that? 
Sure, I actually don't think going to university is a bad idea. I think you shouldn't be going to university hoping that, you know, you're going to get a good idea. If you want to be an entrepreneur and, and you're ready for it, then you might as well put yourself in this state of mind now. So it shouldn't be an excuse as to not start because then likely you're just never going to start. Uh, but university can definitely be a catalyst. I think anything, you know, that comes with information, anything where you work with other people or you read about something, you know, all of these things can can generate good ideas. It obviously depends on the field you're in. But the more research you conduct, the more you talk to people, the more you address problems and the more questions you ask, the more amazing ideas you're going to generate in the shower. Yeah, I, I, I could not agree more. I think there's a very big difference between going to university, asking those questions and learning, learning more and having that be your your focus rather than what I see a lot of people doing, thinking, I don't have an idea yet. I'll go to university and just let it hit me. Right. I mean, people genuinely believe that it, that it comes under the shower and that it's random, right? Because, you know, that that's the stories we hear the same way we hear the overnight success story. You know, maybe it became successful overnight, but what about the 10 years of grinding that laid before that? So really, I, I think it, the movement that we're seeing right now is that, you know, with patience, great ideas will come, blah, 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 blah. And it's really just a, a load of bullshit, you know, generating ideas. Sure, you might be lucky sometimes. But if you want to do it consistently, if you want to perform, if you want to be innovative, it's hard work. It's, you know, looking at trends. It's collaborating with people. It's talking. It's brainstorming. It's challenging. It's asking questions. It's really just engaging 100% and always being awake. I mean, it's actually very interesting. We were just talking about this today, Emil. The statistic for one of the best schools of for business in here in Denmark, right? Uh, Copenhagen Business School, show that the people who attend uh, attend social events with other students and talk about business end up performing better in exams and after school as well. And it's, I think it's really this aspect of constantly being in that mindset of talking about ideas, of going through ideas, theory crafting and so on to really, you know, yeah, like you said, put you in the right mindset. Absolutely. I mean, you see other points of views, right? If you read a book, you get one person's point of view, and that might be very useful. It might be full of information, but you then have to go out and test that information. You have to go out and challenge it. You have to go out and, and talk about it. I mean, if you talk about something, it's also going to help your understanding of it. But at the same time, you get other people challenging it, meaning that you now have to defend it. And that might either mean that you change your point of view, or it might mean that you you know stand even more behind it. And you realize that, oh, there's even more reason that this is a good idea because of this. But by not getting out there, by not challenging things, by not asking questions, you're not going to get there. And I think what really proves this, right, is if everyone only had one idea, pursued that, became successful, but then never had another idea, then sure, maybe it came randomly. But the thing is, we have so many entrepreneurs, so many serial entrepreneurs who have one quote unquote great idea after the next. And it's not really a, it's not really a question of, you know, they're luckier than the rest of us. I really think it's like you're saying, it's a, it's a thing of mindset of having the skill that's necessary to see problems, see trends and figure out solutions for it. Absolutely. And I think one thing that's interesting here is that obviously there's more to it, right? The counterpart would say, yeah, but it's because they have the network so that, you know, they're generating great ideas all the time because they have the right people in their circle and they're becoming successful, not because the idea was amazing or better than every other idea, but rather because, you know, they have the, the team to utilize it. And that's absolutely true, by the way. Obviously, the better people in your network, the better the people you surround yourself with, the more you'll find challenge, the more interesting the conversations. And similarly, once you start executing and building upon that idea, the, the more likely it'll be successful, you know, obviously because the team behind it is good. 
But that doesn't really change the fact that it's not random and that it's not luck. That just means that with time, it's going to get easier because once you have a good idea and you start building uh, building on it, you will be able to build teams around it because good ideas attract good people. And that in turn then creates even more innovation. And, and that's why we have these sort of incubators that just keep driving innovation. So let's say you do have ideas, right? You're in the shower, you get an idea. How do you make sure it's a good idea and not just some harebrained scheme? Ooh, this is when I love uh, Eric Reese's uh, MVP. I don't know if you've read it, The Lean Startup, but yep. you know it's just absolutely amazing. It's a business classic. You know It talks about how you want to create a minimum viable product, sort of a product that lives up to the, the core element of what you're trying to achieve. So you can sort of test it off very cheaply. You can fail quickly and you can adjust. This way you'll know if your idea is good or bad, but you'll also be able to adjust the idea on the go because a lot of ideas, you know, in its in its core are not very, you know, are not great. There might be elements of it that are great, but what's really amazing is what it becomes once you start challenging it and building it. I know uh, a lot of famous platforms started one way and completely changed down the line. You know, they thought it was all about connecting strangers. Turns out later it was all about connecting people that were close to each other, etc. I mean, the main takeaway here, right, is that you have to test your ideas. No one's going to be able to tell you definitively whether your idea is good or bad. Sure, we might all have our opinions, but at the same time, you know, had someone come to me 30, 40 years ago and said, ah, look, I have this amazing idea of Facebook. I'm not sure I would have gone on, you know, it might not have seemed like a good idea at the time. (laughs) I think a lot of people are with you there. I mean, they would have probably thought you were crazy. I think the interesting thing here is that you absolutely want to test it. You want to test it quickly. You want to fail quickly and you want to adapt. But it's also a much bigger lesson. It's about realizing that nothing is perfect from the beginning. You have to accept that you cannot achieve perfection because what happens if you try to make the idea perfect before launching is you will pour so much money and so much time into something that, you know, might not actually work or that could have worked really well if it had been adapted. Whereas if you had done the MVP model, you would have very quickly gotten this feedback. Like you said, sure, it's just opinions, but enough opinions, you can sort of use that to build the idea. And then often it takes a lot less than what people think. I mean, some people have the mindset of, I spent $10,000 on this MVP and it turns out it was a bad idea. I wasted that. But if you had spent 100K and it was a bad idea, you you know, so really you you saved 90,000 by testing it early. And this is not, again, accounting for that most ideas can be be made better, right? You can build on them. And that's also part of the generating great ideas. You know, we have a lot of serial entrepreneurs and people are like, damn, look at TikTok, it's just truly amazing. Look at PayPal, it's just so innovative. It's just so, you know, a lot of these models didn't start like that. They might have had innovative and great elements, but where they really, you know, started becoming amazing is through this MVP stage. It's through testing, it's through improving. Had they just released their, their core idea to perfection, so to say, it likely wouldn't have looked anything like the way it does today. I mean, yeah, we see so many businesses, so many huge businesses nowadays that have continually cha- continuously evolved and changed, adapted, they're not, no longer recognizable. I mean, Facebook started out as something, uh, social media for, uh, for Harvard, right? And then for Ivy Leagues, and now it's something everyone has. Amazon started selling books. In the US, a lot of people might no longer even know that. Absolutely. It's just a matter of innovating. It's a matter of adapting. I mean, the list goes on, right? We have we have Netflix, who's now the, the streaming god of content, right? Which, which works similarly in a lot of ways to Blockbuster, where you rented DVDs. And I actually think you can still do that. I know, I know some people do, but but you know, it's it's about innovating. It's about adapting. It's about testing early, failing early, and continuously improving. 
So Emil, what's the, we've talked about many different aspects with good ideas. What's the main takeaway? How do I, I'm, let's say I'm an 18 year old, right? I want to become an entrepreneur. I don't have any ideas yet. What do I do? You start living, <laughs> you start uh, reading, you start being with friends, you start doing a lot of the things you're already doing, but you do so with a different mindset. You always think critically, you look at it, you're like, if this is going on, what does that mean? Where does that take us? Oh, I notice more and more people are talking about TikTok. What is that going to mean? Why is TikTok popular? Oh, it's because it's a lot easier to create content. So the future might hold, you know, more and more focus on easy content creation. You know, I mean, I'm wondering what happens when Photoshop becomes so simple, it's implemented in YouTube and you can now create Photoshop level content in 20 seconds. I mean, that's when it's going to blow up, right? And, and those are sort of things that you don't really have to change much as to what you're doing every day. I mean, you have to continue reading, showing up, talking, but your mindset is very different because you're not doing so empty-minded. You're doing so very, very critically. You're looking at opportunities. You're trying to see trends. You're asking more questions. You're challenging people. And, and most importantly, you also need to start sharing what's in your head. Talk to friends about it. See how they react. Accept that sometimes they might not like it. That doesn't mean that it's a bad idea, but still listen to their input. And that way you can also better find out which audience might be the right one. So, you know, the, the main takeaway is basically continue doing what you're doing, but do so with a better, different, more challenging and an open mindset. And further realize that great ideas take time. You know, it's, it's effort to come up with them, but they also take time to really come into place. It's something you build over time. It's something that evolves and, and that must be adapted to the response to developments in society, et cetera. I mean, Nokia was an amazing idea and then they didn't adapt. You know, if, if they had looked at it more as an evolving idea, they would have realized that we had a great idea. We came up with this indestructible phone and, and now society is developing. We need to keep building on this. And they, they would have maybe been able to compete with the smartphone more. Wonderful, Emil. Finally, uh, just one quick thing I'd like to add on because it's something that's asked a lot that I read about a lot. How much is an idea worth, right? Is it everything to the company? Is it all about having the right idea? Uh, or is it something that's less valuable? How, how do you judge the value there? <laughs> I love this one. I love this one, right? Because you have two extreme sides. Some people will say ideas don't mean anything. They're completely pointless. And the other side, you know, will say ideas are everything without good ideas. We don't know what to execute upon. And they're both, you know, to an extent right, but it's also ridiculous because of course good ideas matter, but at the same time, it's nothing without execution. So I'd say ideas are worth a lot, but they're only worth as much as the, the execution you, you bring to them, right? So if you're great at coming up with ideas, but you're not executing, they're not worth anything. And at the same time, few people are going to pay you for your idea. And even the ones that are, you know, it, it's not where you really get to make the big buck. At the same time, something I find really interesting is a lot of people will say, oh, I had this idea 10 years ago. Listen to me, mate. I had that idea too, you know, <laughs> that that's not enough. We all have had great ideas and that's when we really start to realize that execution matters a ton. Um, so yeah, it, it's a combination of the two. Execution is, you know, I'd say about 80 to 90% of it, but great ideas are absolutely crucial. All right, everyone, that's it for today's episode. So I hope you realize that generating great ideas takes hard work. It doesn't really mean changing what you do on a day-to-day -day basis as much. But it really does mean that you have to change your mindset. You have to be more open-minded, curious, challenging. And once you realize that, and once you find the right combination between executing, testing your ideas, and thinking innovatively, you'll really be able to push it and push the limits of entrepreneurship. And now's the time to share and subscribe.